On this week's episode of Business Travel Guys, Jason and Joe try to stay healthy on the road and avoid those viruses and things that are out there to get them, as well as revisiting friends from the past, Hip Monk and Service. Hi, this is Jason. And this is Joe. And we are the Business Travel Guys. Today, we are here to talk about a few really interesting things. Of course, you can't watch the news or read anything on the news today, you know, social media or just the news sites without probably, if it's not the impeachment. I was going to say, which way are you going with this? If it's not the impeachment, it's this coronavirus. I think that's what it's called. Yes, that's That's the latest version. Started in Wuhan, China. Did I get that? Uh, some it is in China, but I don't think that's the right pronunciation. Well, let's let's just say somewhere in China, in some sort of market, it was a an, a place where you could buy exotic animals to eat. And I, I've seen a, a few different stories. Now, you know, at this stage in a news story, it's still hysteria, and people are all over the map in terms 100%. of uh, theories and things. But um, I've heard the same as you, which is exotic animals uh, could be the. The root of this, people eating them, the snakes, and then I heard bats. And, and the market's closed. Oh, they, they've closed the market. Yep. And they are building, I just saw yesterday, they're building a thousand bed hospital in six days. It's a massive hospital. Yeah, they're going to build were, it in six there were, days. There were um, uh, bulldozers and, and, and backhoes and everything like all over this site. It was going to be massive. Uh, a thousand beds in six days. I, I just... Um, I wish there was a time-lapse camera. I'm sure somebody's doing that. Probably. Um, but it's it's scary stuff. Um, and, you know, certainly it it it, um, it is exciting enough a story, I should say, that, um, you know, everyone's really interested in pandemics and these sorts of things. So, of course, Jen and I last night decided to watch um, what came up in our feed as a suggested show, Pandemic. It's a series it's called Pandemic. Super. Now, does this feed into some of your... Of course um, it does. It, yes. Okay. Yes. Um, so w- within three minutes, I had everything that they were, oh, were showing were. <laughs> Right. I, you know, everything from SARS and, and uh, the norovirus and uh, well, I Ebola. I think I was a SARS victim once. Okay. Um, but in any case, that show, we were saying like, uh, I think that show was recently published onto Netflix. But yeah, it, it's certainly really it's it's on the top ranked, like popular right now because right. of what's happening in China. Or actually, I should say, what started in China, but is really happening everywhere now, because one of the things they talked about in the pandemic show is that the um, the influenza virus uh, was last a massive global pandemic in 1917, and it killed 50 to 100 million people. They don't know exactly, but that's that's a massive number of folks. That's a lot of people. At that, at that time, and think about what travel was like in 1917. It certainly wasn't uh, you know, like it is today, where every single day, just into Chicago, as an example, or Atlanta, there are probably six flights coming in from China, if not more, directly from China into Chicago oh, sure. every single day. Sure, and sure. that's just one airport. So uh, not that all of this starts in China, but that the point is people are a lot more well, you, mobile. You can move. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I mean, the, the globalization of, of the population and the ease of travel you know, I got notification from that international SOS service because I'm going to Canada next week. Just warn me. It's going to be delayed. You're going to be slowed down because they are concerned. They're scanning people and checking people as they're coming right. in. The scanning thing, in, I've been to Asia several times, well, a lot. Um, and as you come in, especially during the SARS thing, mm-hmm. um, they would hold the little, you know, digital thermometer at your at your forehead. Right. Or that you'd walk through this like... Um, 
sort of x-ray scanner sort of thing. I'm sure it was uh, not x-ray, but another mechanism to see if your body temperature was above a certain threshold, and then they were going to pull you aside and do some, you know, further examination, but it's scary. And then I saw, you know, leaving China, it was like the last flight out of that city that we keep pronouncing wrong. Um, they actually had, as people were on the airplane, they walked up and down the aisles and they did, did that little digital thermometer thing on everyone's foreheads and they showed them pull two or three folks off the airplane. Well, that, I mean, it's right. If you're a flight attendant, what kind of, you know, you're seeing people scan them wearing full, you know, biohazard thing. And if you're a flight attendant working the plane, you're not, you, I assume they frown on you walking up and down the plane, serving your customers in a biohazard suit. Yeah. And, you know, it just reminds me of the um, so the first line workers, whether you're in um, the healthcare industry or whether in, in what we're talking about, if you're if you're a pilot or you're a flight attendant, you know, those folks who are a service person that's cleaning aircraft, you're right at the front lines, multiple you know points a day, exposure opportunities, right. which is super scary. Um, and so how do you get you know, how do you get those folks protected first? And certainly they, I'm not sure know what this is yet. So it's not like they can develop a vaccine. Right. Uh, um, vaccine, according to uh, somebody on the news was, you know, probably a year out there. Wow. People are working on it, but it takes time to develop those kind of that vaccines. The SARS has a vaccine today, but again, it's, it's going to be a year and, and it, the, the, the epidemic will, will rise and fall before that year and that vaccine is produced. Right. We are certainly medical experts, so you definitely want to, that, that's not why we're talking about this today. The, the theme, this just sort of got us inspired to talk about how do you, uh, n- not in light of a pandemic or, you know, something like is happening right now, but how do you travel uh, to stay healthy when certainly you're becoming exposed or right. you're exposed, whether you're on an airplane, you're running through a busy airport, yeah. you're in a hotel room, um, you know, wherever you're at you are exposed to a whole lot more than if you stay in your house and you're going to your office every day. Um, So I guess, let me start with you. What what are your ways, uh, especially during times of year when, you know, the the flu is probably, flu and cold are probably higher, um, you know, likelihoods. What what are your ways to avoid? You know, so this would, you know, certainly for the the pseudoscience people, you'll appreciate this. You know, I up my vitamin C intake during this time of year. Just a multivitamin. Um, just a multivitamin. Just just taking an additional, you know, vitamin C supplement on top of regular multivitamin, um, and I wash my hands more. Uh, you know, I carry the the hand sanitizer. I use that as appropriate, and I wash my hands very frequently. Um, you know, I'm going to the bathroom and wash my hands and and those kinds of things. I probably should do more. You know, I'm I'm not a a carry the sanitizing wipes, wipe down the seats and the armrests. Certainly, and, are are a lot of those people. Yeah, huh? uh, but but but. So I'm I fairly limited in what I do, but it is really sort of remembering I got to wash my hands. The um, as we were watching the show last night, there were people on airplanes with the mask on, uh, right? I've and, seen an uptick this week in, right. in masks. And, and so Jen asked a question um, that I never really thought about. She says, "When you see people on airplanes or through the airport walk with those masks, do you does that raise eyebrows? Does that concern you?" I'm like, "Not at all," because uh, I assume they're just. Um, nervous about catching something. And she's like, no, no, her head goes right to, they have something. They have something. They shouldn't even be out in public. Why, you know, the little mask isn't really going to save me, but that's not what comes to my mind at all. So, uh, you, no, you see I, I, I see, I do see your point though, because, you know, they're in one of two camps. They're in, I don't want to catch something camp, or they have a compromised immune system camp. Right. And so they're, they're again, you know, sort of one of the two things. Is that little mask going to really, So it would prevent some airborne things from sneaking into your nose or mouth. 
Um, it would prevent you from picking your nose or biting your fingernails, you know, so you're keeping your hands out of those membranes. Oh, I see. That's, I never thought about you that. Know, that is how some of it transfers is right. if you touch a surface and touch your eyes, nose, mouth. Um, so maybe they ought, if they add goggles to that as well, that might be more effective. There was some news uh, story about this particular coronavirus that said that it is spread through the eyes. Um, and, and I don't know if that's, you know, totally confirmed yet, but one of the things they said to your point, yeah. you know, people, you know, touching it's, their contacts or rubbing their eyes and yeah. then touching someone else that, that does. It's, the same. it's in that cold category where it is, it, it's entering in through the sort of those mucous membranes, but it is an airborne kind of thing. So, you know, when your neighbor sneezes on you from the back, you got to worry about that. You just reminded me, um, something I travel with and you, uh-huh. you just looked at my, uh, my little medical kit that I travel with in my, in my, uh, laptop. I assume bag. you have to have a license for that. I, kit. Do, I really do. And I pull that out. I'll tell a little story about it, but, um, I travel with that airborne stuff Okay, and what, whether it's that or emergency yeah. or something like that, it, you know, during that time of year when colds are going around, it, even if I feel the slightest, like, uh, you know, little Maybe, scratchy sure. throat or something, I'm just, I'm right to that. And I swear that that is helping me. Um, sometimes it's too late. Sometimes you're well past that early point, yeah. but I, I think there's something to, you know, those airborne things that, uh, or their emergency things that can help you get through early, you know, feel of a cold. Some would argue that it's, it's a, a placebo, um, you know, but I, I do, there is, there is some validity in sort of the extra vitamins and those kind of things that are going to help your body fight. So, um, of course, wash your hands more. Well, wash your hands in general, but you know, those times a year, just go out of your way to do that extra take on the, on the hand wash. If you see one of those hand sanitizer things around the airport, yeah, most of the time they're empty. That's what bugs me. Ugh. So you go How to one of those things. They, you need to be able to report that easily. Yeah, where would you report that? I, I mean, like in, it, in the bathrooms coming out now, you know, you've got the how, how's the bathroom cleanliness, and you have yeah, I never touch. Of course, I don't <laughs> touch that though. A button to touch after you've just washed your hands. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to touch this button. <laughs> right? No way. So, um, but over the sanitizer, they need some kind of similar mechanism. Or, or how about just fill it like every, like well, six times a day? Okay. People, especially now, people are going to be using that thing like crazy. Yeah, that's true. I, if you see it in the airport, and it's one of those nicely displayed units. Go, you know, people are always going to go do it, especially what, where I like them is, um, you know, at the end or, or start of those, uh, what do you call those people mover walker things? Yes. I'm making some motion <laughs> here. Um, usually but, at the end of it. Okay. Or, time Because you know, though. you're putting your hands on those things. Are you putting your hands on the rail? Of the Heavens people? no. I'm oh. walking. Are you standing there having a, a conversation traveling through the airport? No, I, I mean, maybe escal- my hand escalator, dri- ele- escalators. Okay. I yeah. might stand there cause I can't carry my bag and all that kind of stuff. But the people flat mover? sidewalk, how often do you take the people mover versus just walking alongside and walking faster just to prove the point to those people <laughs> that you're faster. Okay. I have done that. <laughs> no, not, I, I kind of, eye them up like as I'm coming up, I don't think they're gonna be very fast. I think I could beat them by not going on the people right. mover. D- is the thought, uh, what's your thought on the people that just stop and stand on the people mover? I, I shouldn't say what my thought is, <laughs> but it begins with L and it ends with Y. <laughs> but I, and that's wrong. But like, it's a sidewalk. Just the fact that it's moving too doesn't mean you should stop moving. Right. In my opinion. Yeah, I, I think you need to keep walking. But we are off the topic. Don't touch the thing if you can avoid it. If you touch it, go find one of those sanitizer things. If it's empty, <laughs> you're screwed. Go find a bathroom, wash your hands. Um, I did want to come back to, I'm not going to let it slide, um, My the little medical kit thing. 
that I have in my bag. So I'm in India on this trip and <clears throat> I'm out of the room and it's like a really nice hotel. And I must have left my my kit that has like all my medicine stuff just like strewn about because I probably needed a, a Band-Aid or something and I just like pull everything out while I'm like headed out for the day. I come back to my room and there's one of those little Monday through, you know, Saturday or sure. whatever, Sunday, little pill container things that like old old people have. Yes. Uh, and it there, a little nice handwritten note that said, uh, Mr. Warnke, it looked like you could use uh, something like that. Shut up. I was so, I mean, that thing probably cost them you know, less were, than a were buck. You, were you more impressed or embarrassed? I, both. Okay. <laughs> but it was, it, it was just, it, um, so now I carry, you know, I always refill it. So I know exactly the number of pills that go in this thing. Oh, I'm impressed. But you know, you, you gotta have, um, obviously, you know, ibuprofen or, or, um, you know, Tylenol or whatever. Yeah. You gotta have those sorts of things. You gotta have, um, the emergency stuff I was talking sure. about. You gotta have Pepto-Bismol Stomach, or Imodium, yeah. one of those sorts of things. Um, but I find that like, if I know that I've got this certain set of stuff, no matter where I'm at, I'm calm about, Hey, if I get into whatever sort of trouble, I get a headache, I get, you know, stomach upset. I got what I need. I don't have to like try to go find a drugstore because when we're traveling, you just never know when you're going to come across that sort of thing. Right. Sometimes the hotels have them in the lobby. Yeah. Um, more often than not, they've got the key stuff, but there's nothing worse than you're like traveling somewhere yeah. cold. They, um, you know, you go to the lobby because you've got a horrible headache and you just need Tylenol. And they're like, oh, we're out of that. But the drugstore is only three blocks down. Right. Like, right. nope. Yeah, so yeah, you, you yeah. got to travel with that and stuff. I, and I was I was there this last week. I was I was feeling bad. I ended up having ramen noodles from the pantry at the hotel oh. for dinner. I mean, I was just, I couldn't go out. I was beat. I was tired. I was sick. And I just, yeah. So I, I definitely know the importance of carrying the, the essentials. So here's, we're going to run down our things. Wash your hands more than normal. Don't touch stuff you don't have to. Carry, uh, you know, some sort of emergency or vitamin C up your take yeah, intake definitely. of vitamin C have like a zinc tablet, you know, those sorts of things have on, on hand, especially this time of year when, when this stuff's going around, um, and that keep your hands out of your eyes, ears, nose, throat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should, I'm right in general, yes. really keep your hands out of anything that you don't need to <laughs> have them in. Uh, and then you, uh, mentioned one thing that, that I want to come back to is, those travel, and we've mentioned it before, those travel notices when you're going, especially when you're going mm -hmm. to another country, um, they'll let you know about certain things you should know about. Um, don't go to, you know, places that, um, you know, have higher incidence of these things without being prepared. Um, you know, if you're concerned, check with your doctor. Hey, you know, I'm going to this foreign right. country. Do really I need to point. get, do I need to get a vaccination or, uh, you know, and a booster or something, which when I go to India, when I go to, you know, I was about to go to China. Um, we've moved that now until um, the late spring. Um, but they'll say, oh, you're going to, you know, right. this country, you're going right. to this city. These are the boosters that you need Super based important. on your vaccination Super history. Important. So um, in any case, uh, that was a good summary because this is a, a really hot topic. Watch the news on this stuff and and uh, we'll see where this goes. We're, we're praying that, uh, you know, this subsides as quickly as possible because uh, it's a scary thing. So Jason, let's do a follow-up segment here from some things that we've talked about in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. One of the things that um, I mentioned on a previous show, maybe a couple episodes ago, yeah. was um, one of my favorite travel sites. We were just talking about this. Hipmunk, H-I-P-M-U-N-K. Uh, it was, uh, I don't know how I originally found it, but it was one of my favorite go-to places. In fact, 
it would be what I would use to just find the first set of good flights. And then I would go deeper into whatever my travel site or my uh, EA and to help. What actually. was its premise? The premise was you put in it. They started with just flights and then they did hotels and other things, uh, rental cars. But you put in your from and to city. Um, literally, it's all you did and okay. the date. And then it came back and it it sort of sort ordered. And it went to Priceline and Expedia and all these places to find consolidated the search. But it would find um, the best route based on like a pain threshold, meaning, uh, you know, least number of stops, if, if right. not uh, Fastest, directly least number of flops, least, least number of stops. Okay. Not flops, not but, kind. um, but anyway, uh, it, it would do that very quickly. Then you would hone in on your flight and then you could, you could sort of move these sliders on, you know, the departure time or the, the time that you land. Um, it was just super, super simple, really, um, really great site. Um, I found it like years ago and then okay. all of a sudden, I guess, uh, I was reading news stories about business travel and I see the story about Hitmonk going out of business, literally went out of business two days ago. What? Yeah. So, um, it, it would, it was acquired in, I think 2016 by concur, you okay. know, that, that big, sure. um, expense tracking, uh, application. I think actually does SAP own concur, but anyway, I, I think, yeah, concur is this big, uh, you know, application or platform and. And they, when they purchased them, the the original founders of Hitmonk said, "Don't worry, we're not going away. It's going to stay, right. you know, just as it is. And, you know, as many times these things happen, when uh, these startups are acquired, they eventually sure. get sucked up into the the thing. So um, it's gone. That's like sad. you can't even, you know, a few days ago when I first read the story, it would say it was going away. You could go, still go to right. the site. Now you go to Hitmonk and it's done. Yeah, I said makes me very sad. Mm. Well, I got a piece of follow-up then too, Jason. Okay. So uh, recently, I don't remember it was the episode a couple of times ago. Uh, we talked about that app called Service, uh, where you would where you would connect it to your email system and it would monitor your flights and those kinds of things. And if you were due oh, compensation, is it, is it doing? So I, that's what I wondered. Um, is because I downloaded the app, but I never signed up for it. But it would connect to your email and then any confirmation that you would get into your inbox that is correct with all that comfort yeah. it would suck that data into and say oh jason's on this flight you know from tampa to chicago yes yeah got it so, and so it, then so, what? It. so so as i was looking to sign up for it it um it was asking for credit cards so i was like okay tell me help me understand why you need credit card information so as i look into the frequently asked questions there's a couple of different pricing models for you could pay a large sum of money, I don't remember the exact amount, and sort of kind of be done. But the other components of this was when you get compensation. So let's say um, Southwest uh, either like delays a flight beyond a certain threshold or it just all out cancels the flight. Right. Or you, you know, the other, the other thing would be, right, um, it got, got canceled and you're, and you're going to get a voucher for something. Okay. Okay. So. Their scheme would be to take thirty percent of the cash value of that compensation and charge your credit card. Thirty percent. Thirty percent. Now, on one hand, that seems like a crazy amount of money. If, 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 if you knew you were entitled to that compensation, uh, and, and you were going to get that, let's say the compensation is a hundred bucks, you're going to get hundred bucks from that particular issue. They're going to take thirty dollars of that hundred dollars. That seems crazy. Thirty percent is insane. What I think actually is, I think okay, but still, it's it's a it's a pretty rich amount. Is if you were entitled to some amount, but you'd had no idea, because sometimes these airlines, they're actually do you, uh, they they owe you a certain amount, sure, for a delay beyond a certain threshold, right. 
And you might not even know that if you went to the airline and say, Hey, you know, Southwest, I, you know, you, you owe me some sort of uh, compensation for this. They would, I think, oblige. I've never done this, but I was going to say, have you ever gotten compensated I, for a delay with, with, with dollars? I have not. I have not either. Um, so I don't know exactly how that works, but it, in any case, 30%, we were just reading the, the fine print. I yeah. mean, they're, they're going to take 30% of whatever they got for you. Which it gave is, me pause. Let me yeah. just say that. Like I, I was like trying to do the math, like, well, I've never really been compensated. They're not going to, I'm assuming what if I got bumped or took a bump and then I got money for that? Would they, would they also know that? And but it's similar to these things where they will, um, you connect them to all of you. I don't know how it works again. I'm, I presumably through your your email, uh, seeing that you've got subscriptions to all these things that, yeah. Oh, you've got a, um, AT&T account. You've got a direct TV. You've got these things, you know, this cable service, they'll on your behalf, go proactively negotiate a better monthly deal for you. And whatever they get from that, they'll take a cut. Right. Now I don't know. 30% is the, the cut they the, take. The 30% was the one that I just, that seemed high to me for an unknown service that I've never really been compensated by an airline outside of points or miles. You know, we're sorry something right. happened and we've done the miles thing. The, the premise though is look, you're, you're not getting these, uh, you're, you're not aware of these compensation opportunities today. I'm not. And you're going to get 70% of the value of the stuff that you don't even know is out there. That should be a good deal. It should be. But, but, but on the other hand, I sort of feel like that, that money that I'm getting from the airline is money that I didn't account for. So it's, it's free money, but I'm paying 30% real money of free money of make-believe money. Okay. And so for, in my mind, now this is in, <clears throat> just in, in my mind, yeah. you know, that, that it's, it's not, scary, a, scary it's not place. a fair, it's just not a fair trade. Like okay. make-believe money that the airline has given me that's pretend yeah. versus real money coming off my credit card. Okay. So, uh, you know, if, if someone's out there that's used this service, that's actually what it's called service. When you go to the, the uh, Apple App Store to download it, it's actually called service. I'm curious if anyone out there has used it and has gotten these benefits. The article that we had read uh, talked about this guy who I think he got like a thousand bucks or something at the, you know, over the course of a year that right. he never knew he was he was uh, eligible for. I love the concept. Right. Don't get me wrong, but it, it just that 30% number was enough to, okay. to make me pause. That's something to check out. So uh, good follow-up, Joe. Thanks.